Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I mean, I'll bless you. I think I do. (laughs) Edit that out. Take that out. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. It's on. Okay. Okay. This is episode 20. What did Jay say about episode 20? Apparently that when there are two milestones in podcasting, episode eight and 20. And if you get to episode 20, you're going to survive. We made it. We've made it. Also excited because today is my birthday. It's your birthday. But it's not going to be my birthday when this airs. No. So we're recording the 20th episode on the 20th of <gasps> November. November 20th. Which is your birthday. My birthday. So happy birthday to you. And I had caffeine for the first time today <laughs> because I went to Starbucks to get my free coffee for my birthday. And the guy was like, I'm not giving you decaf on your birthday. He talked you into it. And now I'm like, you're really hyper. Up. Yeah, I'm really excited. Not and the then, first time you've had caffeine in your life though. No, no, no. I gave up caffeine in February of 20. 20- 19. Okay. So, so it's been a while. Almost a, a year. Time. Broke it today. That's fine. It feels great though. I feel like I could conquer the world from one cup of coffee. We can't wait to hear everything you're going to tell us. And I thought it was funny because one of our listeners, Casey, yes. <laughs> she did this really cute um, <laughs> birthday shout out yes. on her Instagram. And she said that we were just fun to listen to and that we are teaching other realtors how to be nice. And I was like, that's perfect. If I can take credit for that, <laughs> I am fully on board. Y'all I just all need that to be was nice. So funny. Ugh. I was like, that is just it wasn't like your typical generic message. It was like Gosh. I this is how I feel about your podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad you're teaching people to you're be just nice. So fun to watch and listen to. I know. We're trying to have fun, right? Right. So anyway, episode 20, what is it about? I don't know the name of it yet. Okay. Sometimes we post produce that, mm-hmm. but it's seasons of life. And we should also mention, even though we are recording this on your birthday, this will air the week of Christmas. That's exciting. So it's maybe going to be a nice little just chat about the seasons of life and I don't know. What did you call it? What kind of conversation? A fireside chat. A fireside chat. We're not going to go anywhere too heavy during this holiday season. No. Well, we were going to do a different episode, but it didn't make sense on the week of Christmas to like make people think. think. Yeah. (laughs) We just want you to be content where you are. That's right. We're just here to encourage you to be content. Yes. Embrace your season. Embrace the holidays. Nothing too stressful. Right. Um, But still very motivating. And we have some really good content today. I think that's good. Okay. Do you want to start us off? I don't. Yeah. So this episode was actually requested a couple of weeks ago from an engineer. Oh, I like that. So we have an engineer listener. I'll take them all. And she is a young female okay in a very man dominant industry uh, yeah for sure and also just starting so young 
she really had to prove her worth, prove how smart she is. She's like the smartest person I know. Makes sense. Well, engineers in general. Yeah. When she, this, she was my college roommate for a little while. Oh, that's cool. And we had a dry erase board and uh-huh. she did this math problem on it. And I was like, <laughs> it was like Goodwill hunting. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what is this? And she's like, oh, it's so easy. But um, she understands like the struggle of just like being in a position that maybe people don't think that you have earned and having to prove your worth and how smart and prepared you are. And the only way to really do that is to like win people over with confidence. Yes. And you have to prove your professionalism and that just takes time. Exactly. It's so much easier to come to people and say, I've been doing this for five years and you gain instant credibility that's different than I started in real estate five months ago. Right. Or I started engineering, you know, last year. Right. People are going to give you, you might not be an even great whatever you are. Just over time, you automatically get credibility. Well, like in the beginning of real estate, I wasn't great. No. I didn't know a lot of things. Yeah, it takes practice. It took some time. Yeah. I had to earn earn the respect of others. I, yeah. I'm going to tell you, ever since probably, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years, but now when I say I've been doing this 14 years... It's just like people will blindly follow you into anything because, mm-hmm. okay, well, you've been here long enough. You've survived. Right. You're still, like, working. And clearly you sh- you've got to know what you're talking about by now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, too, like on all the coffee dates, like here I am at year eight and here they are in the trenches. And I think I've said this before, but it's like they don't believe that I went through that. Yes, but I did. I know. Like, I went through the disappointment. Well, I think and that's what's the fun thing about the angle of the podcast, too. When we're talking about this, I don't think we're so far removed from it that we don't remember what it was like to be new and lost. And I still have moments where I'm like, feel like, <laughs> am I really doing this? Yeah, every situation is so different, so different. And you're always coming across new situations and you're having to adapt. And every now and then something will happen that will just affect me emotionally. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dang, I haven't been emotional over something in a couple of years. Right. And it'll just get me. Yep. So you have to go through the beginning to get to where you want to go. Yeah. But the problem is people are trying to rush the process. Yes. And they're not enjoying it and they're not appreciating it for what it's offering to them. I agree. There are things about being new that you have that you won't have once you've made it. Right. Those are my air quotes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got so much more time on your side. So when you're new, you have the time that your clients need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that we're afraid to play up the newness that we have to, especially to new buyers or sellers, we're afraid that they're going to think we're inexperienced and not going to want to work with us. But Mm -hmm. if you put it to them in the way that you're saying, I am new, I am eager to learn. I have XYZ resources. My broker's amazing. I've got, you know, other agents that I partner with that can answer my questions. And on top of all that, I have time for you. Mm -hmm. I have all the time for you. Yeah. You're my number one priority. I used to hide, try to hide my newness, which was hard to do since I looked like I was 15, you know? Right. People probably still think you're new sometimes. They do. (laughs) But it's like I tried to, when I was hiding from it, I was losing a point. I was losing listing appointments. They were never choosing me. And then once I started being like, hey, I'm young, I'm 21 years old, and this is why I'm going to be better than this other person because I don't, I have the time, yep. you're going to be my person, I'm going to dedicate all of my time and energy to you. And then it, and then I finally started getting some progress and the numbers started working. Right. But 
you just have to go through those things and well, you have to embrace your current embrace position. your current position so where you are figure out what what, what it is and embrace it. I think I have in my notes to take stock of where you are, not just in your business. So take, be mindful of where you are in your business, but also where are you in your season of life? Yeah. Are you, they have to match. Are you young and single, you know, got lots of time in your hands? Are you married? Do you have children or pets or, a, you know, older parents that you care for? Like what is your season of life? Are you older and retired and right. this is your retirement career are you are you in real estate wanting to retire from real estate right you've been doing it for 30 or 40 years right there's a lot of that going on yeah well for sure because the average age of realtors is 55 yeah so i mean there's just a natural progressive progression towards retirement Mm -hmm. or you know whatever i heard a quote i'm going to share oh i can't wait okay it says to be content doesn't mean that you just that you don't desire more. I think that's great. It means that you're thankful for what you have while being patient for what's to come. Love it. It just sums it up in a nutshell. That's that- basically what the episode is about. It is fine to be content with your numbers and with where you are right now. That doesn't mean that you don't want to grow. Mm-hmm. It just means that you're thankful for what you do have. And you know yeah. that with time and effort... That you will reach more goals if that's your goal. If that's your goal. I love that. That was a really good quote. Mm -hmm. I think we can just end the episode now. We can end it. It's funny (laughs) because there are not, I was trying to find a good quote, and there are not a lot of good quotes about embracing, like, just sitting still. Well, because it's all about more. more. Yeah. What's your next goal? What are you going to grow to? Make those goals happen. Yes. It was very hard. Success. Yes. I mean, if you honestly, and that was the uh, way back in, I don't remember which one, maybe our mindset episode three, uh, we did some good quotes. And my favorite one is that Maya Angelou, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not going to try and butcher it. But it's talking about success as you being happy with where you are Mm -hmm. and what you're doing and how you're doing it. That's all success is. And if we can actually beat that into our own mindsets, Mm -hmm. then we're going to be a lot better off for it. I wish I could go back to my new self and be like, hey, look around. Right. This is not going to be here forever. This is not how your business is going to be forever. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Because looking back on it, like, um, I just feel like I wish I would – I didn't believe that things would get better yes. all the time. Yes. And I still think I find that seasonally and cyclically. Like, mm-hmm. I am probably just now getting to the point where I could say, I know it's going to get better. If it's a slow week or a slow month mm-hmm. or a slow year, I've been in it long enough to know it's not going to stop. It's not going to be the end. You know, January is slow. That's okay. By April, it's going to be, you know, crazy again. Yeah. I just think it took so much time and the repeating of the cycles and the repeating of the seasons to realize that it's going to come. Yeah. And this is probably the first year when I've said, I'm okay if I'm slow this week. Mm-hmm. How can that benefit my family? Like, how can that benefit some other part of my life? Like, if I'm not crazy running around doing real estate, what else can I do? And then it's just a matter of keeping the balance where you don't lose focus on the real estate completely. Right. Because I am very much, like, what I'm focused on seems to manifest. Mm-hmm. So if I'm only thinking about family stuff or school volunteering or whatever it is, 
then I'm going to get more of that. Mm-hmm. I got to I gotta weave in a little bit of the real estate. But, you know, honestly, now I can't go to school without another parent asking me about real estate. That's awesome. I mean, that's how it – but when you're in it long enough, that's what people will know you for. Yeah. As long as you're putting it out there in a non-salesy way. And that's kind of the beauty of real estate in any job similar is just that you get busier – but it gets easier. So I like agree. I'm not having to do a bunch of the hustle and bustle things that I did years one through five. Yeah. Because now it's like my phone rings off the hook with referrals and people being like, when can you come look at my house? We want to buy next year. I've recently had someone ask me if I had a wait list. <gasps> Were you like, like oh I'm about gosh. to? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. But no, I don't have a wait list. I've um, actually used the words I am taking new clients right now. Because then I thought, oh, my God, am I at a place where I could say I'm not taking new clients? Not, look, y'all, I'm not saying that I'm there. But I I like that, though. Yeah. Like, there's got to be – and it's okay for people, and it's awesome that they ask you, do you have time for me? Like, Mm -hmm. do – is now – are you taking on new clients? Yeah. Really think about that. Maybe you have too many on your plate right now, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a disservice to take on more. We're kind of getting on a tangent. Or you can't meet them until next week. Well, who cares? People That's will fine. wait for you. Yeah, the no. people who want you will wait for you. Mm-hmm. So we, when amazing. we were talking about this episode, we kind of divided the um, seasons into a couple of different real estate seasons. Yes. We divided it into the new agent. Right. The established agent. Okay. The on your way out agent. So whatever that means for you, yeah. retirement or whatever. And then not new but not growing. Okay. And none of these are bad or wrong. No. They're just where you are. They're just where you are. And you can move from one to the other if you so choose. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think we also talked a little bit about, I feel like I was in a class where they were talking about the cycles of business, where it's growth. Did you write them down? Growth, plateau, and then decline. decline. Mm -hmm. But you can be in a growth phase in any one of those seasons that you just mentioned. So even though you may be on your way to retirement, your business may be growing and you don't want it to. Mm-hmm. Or your business may be at a plateau when you're new and you're trying to figure out how to break into the next level. Mm-hmm. Or your business may be in a decline even though you have been a busy, you know, at your peak for a while. Mm-hmm. So I think that there are cycles in business based on your activities, more likely than not, that you could change no matter where you are in your season. Mm-hmm. And you, we're not using this episode... To blame your production on your season. Uh, no. This has a lot of personal accountability involved and self... self Self-awareness. Yes. And some, and some Mm self-reflection. You know, think about, think about where you are. Do you feel a pull to do more? I think you and I, and how this whole podcast has really started is, maybe we don't want to feel like you have to have more than what you have. What you have is okay. And I'm just... Looking at, and I look at my numbers every year, just like you do. At the end of the year, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm just starting to realize that I've been on a plateau. This will be my fourth year in a row with very similar numbers, but they're similar and they're good for me. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm not like, oh no. And, you know, I have other things that I'm interested in. I mean, that's how the podcast was born. So even if your business is at a plateau, but you're in a place where you're happy, Mm -hmm. that is okay. Yeah. I think that's okay to embrace that. Mm Mm-hmm. I would agree. I want you to tell me about your season right now. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm coming out of a season. So 2018, I feel like my season was figuring out life with a child. Yep. 
and it was still a good year. It was down from the previous year. Which was crazy. Which was a, just a crazy year. Okay. Um, And then 2019, it was like I was back in my groove. We had our schedules. We figured out what to do. And we're just kind of on autopilot. And 2019 will be my record year so far. Love it. Best year. Um, so I guess it's growth. But for 2020, um, it's funny because you would think coming off of like my best year, I would be like... I don't know. I, I'm excited to do it again. Okay. Like to do the same thing. Yeah. I don't need to do that much. Right. But I felt like it wasn't that, I don't want to say it wasn't you hard, you but didn't it, feel it didn't like stress me out. Yeah. It was just, I just went with the flow. I followed my systems. I time managed well. I feel like I could do it again. Yeah. And then it makes me think too, like if we want baby number two at some point in the near future, um, 2021 might be, there might be another human life in our household. Right. So it's almost like I'm excited to be in this phase of life right now yes. where me and my family are just in a good place. Yeah. We know our schedules. We know our routines. Life is pretty easy with where we are That's as a good. family. So I just feel energized. Like I can, I can conquer work too. I love it. And then when our season changes, kind of taking a step back and you know, still, still working, of course. I mean, I have to, but, but giving myself some grace. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't kill yourself trying to, no. you know, be everywhere and be everything. No. And, and you can't compare where you're, you are right now to somebody else's. Right. And I had that happen a lot on the coffee dates. Y yes. Like a lot of people that met me for coffee, I just want to do your numbers. I just want to do your volume. And I'm like, that's great, but, like, let's talk about, you know, how are you planning on getting there? What is your phase of life right now? It's okay if you need to travel to take care of your dad. It's okay. Like, right. maybe the answer isn't no. It's just not right now. Well, I, I would like to interject here. As someone who is not at your level of volume or numbers and will likely never be, I don't think that it's wrong to desire to have more, but you have to know your own limits. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, if you're willing to learn and grow and do the hard work, then yes, you can do as much as you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think I've gotten to points where I'm like, okay, I know I can do additional X, whatever it is, and I can maybe increase my business, but maybe I don't want to give up that right. time. Well, a lot of people that I met with for coffee – would say, I want to do what you're doing, but I don't want to quit this other job. Well, that's just never going to work. <laughs> or I don't want to give up this side hustle. Or I don't want to give up, you know, whatever it is. But it's like, my life is pretty simple. Yeah. There's not really a lot of fluff. It's either I'm working. Yeah. Or I'm with my friends who are like my that's just my sphere what well, your or life is very family. streamlined too yeah there's it's just, just not, a, not lot a lot of, of fluff in there yep i mean look i think that's and look this is a great time to talk about this people do not understand they think i can just achieve and i am right there with them i am being close to you and like getting to hear what you do and and more and learn more and more about you this is a perfect example, and it's the Christmas week, so it's even better. Oh, gosh. I think this is fair to share. Can I share this? <laughs> You're going to expose me. <laughs> we were talking about, I brought over some decor to make your house, like, fall-like, and I guess we started talking about Christmas decor, and I said, oh, well, what do you do? And you said, I don't have any Christmas decor, and I'm like, I don't think I understand this. <laughs> you have ornaments for a tree, and you're like, 
no. But now that your daughter is getting older, you feel like maybe you want to have some more festive items in your home. And it hit me like a lightning bolt. The reason why you have time to do the things that I can't is because I am at Hobby Lobby buying all the all the Christmas. Yeah. I am at, you know, like, and that makes me happy. And that's a part of my yeah. life that I enjoy. You don't want to so, give like, that up. It's okay that you don't have decorations for Christmas, but that was like, oh, it finally made sense. Like, y'all don't realize how many things you're doing that That others are not, that take up time, that other people aren't doing. Right. So you can be more successful if you want to devote more time to that endeavor. And if you don't want to devote more time to that endeavor, Mm -hmm. then maybe you're okay with your plateau. And that's that's fine. But I thought that was hilarious. You're like, I don't have any. I'm like, I (laughs) I can't. This doesn't compute with me. But it's like you can't kick yourself for not doing 20 million if you still have a part-time job. Or if you still have something else that's taking up your time. Yeah. Like, you have to be totally, you have to have a talk with yourself. Yes. And be like, I am fine with doing 3 million, 5 million, 10 yes. million, 15 million, whatever your number is, because I am making the conscious decision that I don't want to give up X, Y, or Z. Yeah. I don't want to give up going to Hobby Lobby. Fine. Don't. Or where I'm not going. <laughs> no worries. I'm not going to. But you know what? The more we do this, the more I feel convicted and that I'm doing the right thing for me. And yeah. I hope that's how everyone else is feeling. Mm-hmm. Like that they are hearing that there are different ways to do it and they can be convicted in whatever's making them happy. Yeah. I think that's good. That's what okay. it's all about. I think so too. So I'll do my season because what I have learned and very interestingly, m- my children are in grade school now. So we went through babies, we went through diapers, we have, I have two kids and they are now at school School hours. So they leave the house at 7.10 and they are in aftercare, which we usually get them by four. It has been very interesting to me. And so this will be our third year of this schedule. What happened was I got these two hours back from seven to nine that I never had with babies. And that before babies, quite honestly, I slept late. Right. Like not later than nine, but like I was sleeping until then. Sure. So I got these two hours back in the morning and that's the season I'm in where I can get things under control before the day really like takes off and people are needing things and you have appointments and I never schedule appointments before nine. Right. And I use those two hours when the kids have gone to school to get things done or to work out. This is the first time I've exercised regularly in my life. So for a whole year, I get up every day and I exercise. That's your season. It's the season I'm in. So my kids are at school. That's the season. But what comes with that is very difficult summers because they are home. Yeah. I mean, I try. I remember they, you, you in the trenches of summer. Yeah, we couldn't start the podcast until August because I had to wait for them to go back to school. Right. Like, it's just very difficult and it's okay. And I try to levelize the amount of stress I feel about not working hard during the summer, especially being real estate is busy in the summer. It's just a weird thing to navigate, but it can be done and and you have to give yourself grace. Right. So that's kind of you don't want to miss your kids summer and your kids remembering summer as the time they never saw their mom when they were Mm -hmm. off of school. Right. And and, oh, that brings up a very interesting point. So Sarah Riley also requested this episode, right? Mm -hmm. And hers was a little bit of career versus family. And she mentioned in her request um, that it was okay for your kids to see you working. Yeah. And I think that is a really nice and important sentiment. If yeah. you are in the season of life where you have children, it's okay for them to see you working. I don't 
take them to every appointment, but I've had to take them to a <laughs> showing. I've had to take them to an inspection. Like, I mean, if you have to, you do it. Right. Except for that one time with your clients, it's typically well received. <laughs> yeah, most of the time. Most of the time they don't care if you have to do that. Yeah, but. I think it's fine. So mm-hmm. just give yourself grace for whatever season you're in. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, that's where I'm at. And what I think is interesting too is I feel like we – became friends a few years ago, probably as you were new into this season. Oh, yeah. So you're new into having an extra two hours and like you have a little bit more time and you can get your like creative energy thinking because you have time to do things. Yep. You could have plunged straight into prospecting more real estate, joining more groups, handwriting more letters, asking for referrals. Like you could have chosen to exponentially grow your business. True. Your real estate business. But you did not want to. No. Not really. I mean, you felt like you felt like that's what you need you were supposed to do. But it's not really what you wanted to do. This is probably a new thing I'm okay with though. Right. The plateau that I'm at is a number that some people never get to. Mm -hmm. So it's not an embarrassing place to be. No. And I think I have that you know, industry nonsense noise that was like, do more, be more. Why aren't you getting to 10 million every year? Well, it's funny because I feel like when we, the first couple conversations we ever had, it seemed like you wanted to do more, but did not want to do more. (laughs) Like you wanted to pick my brain about what I was Uh doing, but you didn't really want that for yourself. Well, it's just, it wasn't realistic for me. And you knew that. And then I feel like once you came to peace with it and decided, look, I'm going to tune out all the noise and what everybody else says I should be doing. And I want to do something more creative. I want to work on an e-course or I want to do whatever. Yeah. I think that's true, though. That's how that really – and it was an interesting – this is really going on a tangent. It was an interesting point in time for me, too, because – at the beginning of this year specifically, when we started talking more about feeling a pull to do more, and I've talked to other agents who are having the same feeling right now, um, it it almost came out like, I didn't want to go on that regular path. I don't want to have a team. I don't want to be a broker. And mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, when people start to come up to you in 14 years in the business and they see you're doing well and they respect you, they say, when are you going to be a broker? When are you going to mm-hmm. own an office? When are you going to have a team? When are you going to have an assistant? When are right. you like... You know, and you're like, but I don't, that doesn't excite me. not on my agenda. Right. Maybe I don't want to manage people. And I think that was an interesting thing I've come to this year. And so you're right. It changes. Hey, everybody, guess what? You can change. You can pivot. You can grow. You can decide to have more transactions or have less. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Or to just stay where you are and make room for something else that you want to do. You could become a home stager along with your real estate business. Now, you know, I'm not a big proponent of part-time agents. Yeah. I do think that real estate requires full-time attention. Mm -hmm. But I think there are ways to add layers to your business. Right. That makes sense. Sure. And that's the thing. You really have to evaluate, does it make sense? Right. Agree. Okay. So we know our seasons. Yeah. What other, what other, okay, so we talked a little bit about times in life too. Like if your season was young, professional, mm-hmm. or maybe single, have a lot of time. Like, let's talk about that a little bit. Looking back when I was new and I was 22 and, you know, we were newlyweds or I don't even think we were married the first two years I was in real estate. I was so freaking social. You were. I was at 
everything. Oh. I was at everything that I could have been invited and I thrived off of it. You love it. Like four nights a week, I was having dinner or drinks with some group or some wow. friend. Like I was just always – like my husband – is in law enforcement, works a lot of nights. We didn't have a baby. So I would just be like, hey, who wants to grab dinner tonight? And like, I was just thriving in yes. that. And I can remember <clears throat> even when I got pregnant, I was like, it cut out the cocktails. Right. <laughs> your, your happy hour was less happy. So my happy hours were just kind of like smaller. Yeah. And I was kind of grieving because I was realizing, oh man, like this season of life it's is changing. changing and I'm not sure how I feel about it. And then I just, I started getting more dinners instead of happy hours with friends. Yeah. And Calling different friends, like, right. that are in similar seasons that yes. maybe I haven't seen in a while. And then, you know, she was born and it was pretty much like dinner and happy hour with friends was like gone. Right. For a little while. Yeah. You know, while we were adjusting and it definitely wasn't four nights a week. Yeah. Um, and then it transitioned to, well, I can have lunch with people. Like, I need to right. be home in the evenings, but I can go have lunch or brunch with somebody. Yes. So her first year of life, I had a lot of breakfast dates. That's cool. Um, a lot of lunch dates. But it's just funny how life forces you to make the changes that you need to make. Yes. And I do think it goes back to personal accountability and that you have to just look at where are you and not say – Okay, like if I would have said, oh, well, I had a baby this year, so I'm not working at all. Right. For me personally, that would have been detrimental to my family. Right. Like you can't, you can't just drop yeah. everything yeah. because of one life event. Agree. You have to keep things moving in the right direction. Um, and you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. So it's really, you know, taking inventory of and of where you are, what you're capable of doing, and are you doing what you're capable of doing? Well, that's true too. Maybe you're not. Maybe maybe you could be doing yeah more. I mean, we all know those people that want to be like, my business is just not good this year. I'm not doing well in this or that. And it, you know, sometimes you just got to say, do you think that you had any part in that? <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you, are you, right. how are you treating people? Do people know that you're out there? Yeah. Are you interacting? Are you loving people? Are you being present? Yeah. So sometimes it can be a little bit of a hit in the face. <laughs> right. I mean, look, none of us are giving 100% all the time. No. But you can't just blame your season in life yeah. on your success or lack of. Mm -hmm. I think that it makes you more successful, honestly, if you lean into what season you're in. Oh, for sure. So I'm at school a lot. Well, great. So I talk to people at school about real estate. I and mean, that's your sphere now. And that's where you can get business from. Yeah. You just got to be out there. I liked what you just said, though. You have to schedule with your season. Mm -hmm. So just like my mornings got freed up, you lost your nighttime, yep. you know, happy hour. But you didn't lose the social activities. No. You just changed your schedule. Right. I think that's fair. And I kind of complained about it a little bit. But then I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. Well, you know, that's all right. You can complain or you Took can some grieve. adjustment. I like I think I grieved it. I yeah, think and I think that's I, to okay. this day sometimes I grieve it. Like well, she's not that old. I know. She's <laughs> she's almost three, but she sometimes I see that people having like happy hours like, and things. Oh. I'm like, I used to be invited. I right. I don't even get invited anymore. Because you're a mom. I know. Mom life is hard though, because it comes with guilt. And I think we have that in our notes too. Because yes. please people who are not moms, whether by 
choice or age or, or whatever the case may be, just know that at least you don't have to deal with mom guilt. <laughs> mom guilt is no fun. It's no fun. I mean, there are people who I know like go through a lot to have children. And yeah. so I certainly don't want to complain. Um, but it's really weird and tough when you're like, you know, a professional who's working full time in a business that can use up all of your time. Yeah, it can. It can use up every bit of it. As much as, much as you want to do, it'll take it. It will. Oh, it'll it'll take every single one of your minutes mm-hmm. if you give it to it. So, um, if you don't have the mom guilt right now, count your blessings, right? And, and go out there and use that time wisely while you can. And if you do have the mom guilt, I think it. The only way that I can battle mom guilt is by really evaluating where do I need to be with her. When can I pick her up? How yeah. much? When I'm with her. Is she getting my attention and my time and like a good yes. part of me and not just what's left over after I've been beat up all day by no, work? I, I think that's good. You're you're good at kind of holding yourself to that. And Lee Brown in her mm, episode talks about, you know, airplane mode, picking your kids up from school, you know, being available for that time frame right after school and not right. scheduling then. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yes, be present. Don't just be in the room, but still doing the work. Yeah. What's the point then? Yeah. Might as well have left him at the daycare. And again, not perfect. There are times where I'm like, hey, I have got to pull out my computer for five minutes to do something and then I'm done, you know? I think that's okay. I do feel the guilt the whole time it's out though. Yeah. I mean, I, for real, I'm like, oh God, this is taking too long. I have to hurry. Hurry up. I've got to be back with the family. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. Um, I think that. Just you got to know where you are. Self-awareness. How do you battle like when you get the thoughts of like inadequacy of Ugh. of I should do more. My numbers suck. I'm not good at this. How do you get out of the funk? Um, That's a great question because I think some days are better than others. Yeah. So I'm not I know lo- like I've never hit 10 million. I've gotten really close a lot. Of, I might this year. I don't know. But I've gotten really close a lot of times. But it's an it's an arbitrary number. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> you do. I don't care. Like, I'm trying to be like, you actually don't care. Do you care? I don't care. I used to care. Yeah. I think I'm getting better at just being like, I have devoted as much time to this as I want. Mm-hmm. And I want to be there for my kids. Yes, maybe when my children are, you mean like, they're about to be, they're seven and nine. They're about to be seven and 10. So like they're, they're, there's not that much time left when they're even going to have to, I'm going to have to watch them. Like yeah. there's just this little tiny window when I have to be available and they want to be around me. So I'm trying to be super mindful of that. Sure. And when that time passes, if I want to sell 10 million, <laughs> well, I'm not going to stop selling real estate. Mm-hmm. I tell people that clients all the time when I meet new buyers and they're like, well, I don't know. We're just getting started. I'm like, don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like you want to buy a house in three years? Fine. Just let me know. Um, but maybe then I'll have a wait list. Right. Good you old just, wait list. You just never know. I don't know if I'm bad. I don't know if I'm getting through it right. Well, you know, I just came back from our company's top of the oh, ladder yes. retreat, which is the top 30 in our company, which is like Gulf South area. Right. Um, but I am the youngest in the group, of course. Like this is not a shock. But not by like a little bit. By, by a lot. Yes. What is the net do you know the next oldest person from you? I don't. I mean, you're, today's your birthday. I know. One year closer to them. Um, I don't, but it's a it's a noticeable gap. Noticeable noticeable gap. Well, <clears throat> there's like one or two in the middle between me and the uppers. Yeah. But 
I am fascinated with the older generation of realtors. Okay, why? Okay, so these people are still killing it. Right, clearly. They're not on social media. Oh. Um, If they are, it's like some new agent is managing it, and it's like not good content. It's just like links to listings right, over right. and over. Like it's not interactive. It's They yes. don't even know they have a Facebook. Right. <clears throat> They're not doing any sort of mail outs or... Like, they are just – have been doing this for so the long. The train has left the station. Yeah. And, but and you know, we all know the, the, the realtors that have checked out and need to retire because sure. they are not keeping up with how business is being oh, right. done. For These sure. aren't those people. No. Okay? These people are, like, up to date with what they need to be up to date with. They're still produ- high producing, selling a lot of real estate can negotiate a contract better than anybody, can overcome any objection because they're at this point, 40 years in, yeah. there is not an objection they haven't come to. Well, and they do it with authority. They're like, yeah, I know. I have such a basis right. of knowledge. I know the answer. Right. And it's like, it's fascinating in some ways. Yeah. But I was talking um, to one of them who does not need to sell another house the rest of her life. Oh, she was like, this is good. <laughs> yeah, like she, <laughs> she could have retired... 10 years no. ago. And so it's all just like... This is just Lanyap. Like, she for, for our non-Southern friends. I was going to say. Gonna be <laughs> Lanyap like, is just extra. This right. is just extra. Yes. Um, but I asked her over drinks. We're sitting at a pub and we're just like having drinks. And I'm like, so why are you doing this? Ooh, good. I want to hear it. And she said, well, my best friend in the office, another older lady who was not on the trip, can't retire. Like she, she has to keep financially working financially, okay. and I'm just not ready to leave her by herself at work. She's doing it to be with her friends. She's just doing it she's to be really with her friend just, and make money she, on the side. She happens to be killing it in real estate. But yeah, she's just doing it to hang out with her friends. Yeah, she doesn't need any of it. <laughs> she doesn't, and it's just cool to learn like the motivation so behind people. Yes, and that's also why she wow. like never appears stressed out ever. Because it doesn't matter. None of it matters. She is just living her life. Wow. Traveling when she wants to travel. She is on top of answering her email when she travels. Good for her. Like, she just is enjoying it at this point. Do you think that her business got busier when she hit 10 years ago and was like, I don't really have to do this anymore? (laughs) Probably. It's like you can't fend it off. Right. I've said that before. Sometimes I'll be like, ooh, it would be great if I had a, like a slow whatever month. I've got a lot going on. And then like you just can't, like it just comes to you. Right. It's going to, someone in my office once told me that it was around year five that you would start getting the referrals. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I guess at that point you've been in it long enough that people think it's going to stick for you. Um, new agents, seriously, people think that you're not going to make it. Because right. so many new agents. Oh, look, don't another make, new realtor. Exactly. Another person took three weeks and got their so real estate license. Just here get, we go again. Right. Just get through it. If you get to your five, you automatically have credibility. <laughs> yeah. And and that's when the referrals start to come in. And she was pretty right. And I will tell you, it grows exponentially. And I'm sure you see this. So every year that you are further in the business. It, it comes to you. Yeah. I mean, you have to be available and you have to answer the phone and you have to like, you know, handle it, but it's not going to be nearly as difficult. There's no way to shorten the time it takes to get to year five. That was part of what we wanted to accomplish in this episode. Yes. Like it takes five years to get to five years. Right. You gotta, so 
what are you doing right. in your five years? You can't yeah. just be like complaining and sulking and wishing you were wishing it was easier and having your venting session with your friends every single day about how crappy the market is or yeah. people are. And like we all know those people. And so year one through five, if you do what you're supposed to be doing yes. and you make it to year five, it only gets easier. It only gets easier. I said the other day, year eight is great. <laughs> it's right. great. It is great. Well, I'm telling you. If you do what you're supposed to do. Yes. Every year beyond five is easier and easier. There was another agent that I was talking to recently that even though she's been in the business for a full year, we were like, well, that doesn't count. Because you didn't do what you were supposed to your first year. Oh, you got to start over again? Yeah. And she brought that up, not me. She <laughs> said, like, I know I didn't do what yeah. I know I could do. I know that I was, like, not – I didn't discipline myself. Right. I didn't give myself structure. I didn't have an – or. I didn't organize my database. Yeah. I was like, your, your clock to five years doesn't start ticking <laughs> until you at least have 100 people in yeah, your you database. Yeah, you got to pay on the pavement for five you years. Gotta, you got to at least have a database yeah. to be considered yeah. started. I think that's fair. That's hilarious. And we won't spend too much time on the phase of new because we on episode 17, we just did what oh. to do when you're new. And it really gets super yeah, we don't, specific. Yeah, we don't need to be too redundant about no, that. I think that's fine. But you do have to hold yourself accountable. Right. So that way you can get to year five and reap the benefits of this industry. Yeah, for sure. I think, well, I mean, we have the mom life season down because that's what we're both yeah. in. And they were, and each part of mom life is so different because babies, I mean, like, that's tough. Yeah. I remember crying on the phone. My sister drove over to, like, help with the baby <laughs> because I'm like, I literally can't make a phone call and I have right. to make this phone call or we're call. not going to pay our mortgage. Yeah. So, like, I, I need help. Help. Yeah. Help me. Come over. I'm drowning. Help me. And the baby's room was next to my office and I literally couldn't talk on the phone. Oh, my gosh. And it was days. so hot. Those days are so hard, but they're so short. Yeah. They are short. Now I mean, that it's over, I'm like, that was fast. That was super fast. And now it's just totally different because my kids know, we've talked about this before, mom's on a work call. I can do it in the car. Yeah. They know. Be mm -hmm. quiet. Occasionally there's an outburst, but it's pretty well in, you know, in yeah. check. And I, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Sometimes they like, I think they're listening. Like, hmm. Maybe yeah. they'll learn a little bit about like negotiation. Well, you know what's <laughs> funny? I was thinking, this is total tangent, but I was like thinking about our podcast and how... It's going to be there like forever. Oh my gosh. Yes. Even it's when so it's exciting. over. Yes. One day, one of our children might be in real estate and like this is going to be out there yeah. in the universe somewhere. That's right. Isn't that cool? I know. It's pretty fun. I love that. Okay. I've, I've reached all of my notes, I think. Um, let's see. Um, I wrote down that to get me out of a funk. Oh, yes. Let's hear it. Um, I have to be alone. Oh, driving over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the drive over the bridge, be alone. I have to find a way to tune out the noise yes. um, of what – and um, I'll be honest with you. I'm still struggling with Instagram. Oh, you are. I'm just feeling like I'm supposed to always have like something good to say 
and important and I don't. Sometimes I just want to post a picture of my dog and put a heart with like no word about it. Well, you're allowed to do that. It's I yours. Know, I know. And you're putting a lot and of I'm pressure like, but on yourself. I'm supposed to be good at Instagram. Why? And, you know, I don't I don't know. Oh my gosh. Uh, my squares aren't that pretty. They don't okay, have a theme. I know. Well look, it's okay. You your know they don't have a theme. Squares don't have to be pretty. But anyway, sometimes I just have to be like, okay, I need to not listen to what everybody is saying. You know, we just came out of goal setting for 2020. Oh, yeah. That was hard and just analyzing like what do I want? Right. Who cares what everybody else wants, whatever. And the only way I can do that is to be alone. Okay. I think that's good. As social as I am, I do have to have my alone time to like decompress and reflect and be like, are you good? Are Are you you okay? Yes. Okay. Good. The the podcast is asking, are you good? I'm good. Okay. All good here. And then the last thing I wrote down, because I know we were going to talk about, we talked about how in seasons of life, you cannot compare season to season. Yes. Like you cannot compare, if you're like a new mom, you cannot compare yourself to the new realtor that, you know, doesn't have kids or the realtor that has been doing this 20 years. Like, yeah, it's different. But someone said that imitation isn't always flattering. Oh, yeah. I saw this recently. Yeah. It's robbing the world of what you have to offer. It was Blake. Oh, it was Blake. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So you. you so it's like, you. yeah, be you mm-hmm. and what you are in your season. Maybe find someone yeah. else in a similar season. That's what I think. So that you can, you yeah. know, have that camaraderie there because what, and that is a way of helping that person in the world. Yeah. In the same season instead of trying to be something you're not at the wrong time. You also can't compare yourself to your own previous seasons. Oh, my gosh. That's the hard part. You know what you could do or what you did do or what you can do. And you're not taking into account that your season in life is different. Yeah. So you have to really be mindful that you can't expect the same results from yourself if you're in a different, more challenging season. And in conclusion, it's the holiday season. It is the holiday season. It can be demanding. Oh my gosh. I hope you guys all made it through okay. I hope you have your Christmas presents bought. I know that there's going to be several people out there wrapping presents late into the night as they're they're listening. Well, let me tell you who else might be wrapping their presents while they're listening. You? This girl right here. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever made it to Christmas Eve with everything wrapped. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's stressful. It's, it's a lot. It's stressful. But it's yeah. okay. It's but embrace fun. it. This yes. is the holiday season. You're not supposed to be, yep. you know, killing it in every other area of life. No. And remember, on Christmas Day, when everyone in the world leaves you alone to be with your family, you can treat any day like that. Yeah. If you need a day off, pretend like it's Christmas. Christmas. Put that phone just, on airplane mode. That's right. Say, I can't do it today. And you don't have to because that's your season. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Okay, our toast today. Oh, right. Do you need to read it? Yeah, I have it right here. Oh, you do? Okay. It's perfect for this episode. It is. Yes, it was so good. So good. So Casey Gray. Yep. From California Mm -hmm. wants us to toast to Nikki Pardini. Okay. Who was a transaction coordinator but has finally gone out on her own and is doing amazing as a realtor. I love it. She needs to not be so hard on herself because it's her first year. Yeah, Nikki. So take it easy on take yourself. Take it easy. Celebrate your wins. That's and right. Stay motivated <gasps> and excited. Oh, yeah. You're going to make it to year five. For sure. So. I love it. We are going to toast to Nikki. Let's do it. Thanks to Casey. Oh, there you go, Nikki. Cheers. Cheers. All right.
Episode 20. All done. We did it. Podcast success. <laughs> we won. We won. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode topic or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Don't forget to send in your wins. See you next week. Bye.